Hey guys, welcome to the Katie May Show. I am Katie May. I hope you are ready to keep it real and talk all things marriage because that is what I do. Thank you so much for joining me on the journey in the pursuit of having an awesome marriage and accepting nothing less for this one and only life we get to have here together. Let's do this. Hi guys, welcome. Welcome here to the community. I wanted to um, introduce, as I told you guys before in my post, we have two very special guests today. I'm extremely excited for you guys to hear their story. Um, spoiler alert, Bobby was actually a client of mine. And as I talked about in the, <laughs> and I talked about in the post, Donald also worked with Mark Santiago, who you guys all met a couple of times this over the couple of years in our community. So if you're new to the group and you're this is your first time, welcome. Um, I'm Katie May. I am the founder of this beautiful, wonderful uh, community. And I'm also the CEO and founder of Marriage Empowered uh, and Katie May Coaching. So I am a marriage and relationship coach. I help high achieving women create and experience the relationships they truly desire. So welcome. Now um, we have Bobby and Donald Dugan here. And the uh, clip, the, the teaser, if you will, we have Bobby, who is a amazing, very talented makeup artist and uh, Donald, who uh, serves on the police force. And these guys are just the coolest people ever. So um, I'll stop talking because they have a lot more to say than I do. Uh, uh, I want to kind of just start off here because I know there's so much to share in an hour. I was talking to Bobby before we got on here and I was like, I swear we could like take this for like hours. We might have to do a part two, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I want to start just to kind of get them to like where you guys were at um, in the space of your kind of the thick of the marriage. Like, let's start from just where, where were you guys in? I mean, you like, sorry, the post says you were separated, you were heading to, to divorce. So why don't we just kick off with what does your story kind of start off with in that regard? Yeah, I'm going to try to um, like paraphrase how we got to the point of separation. Um, we, I don't feel like either one were taught exactly what a very healthy, strong, communicative relationship look like. Um, so we just kind of lived separate lives. He worked nights. Um, so I got really used to him being gone. I got very independent and set in my ways and what I wanted. And he came home to being told how to live in his own home, essentially. Um, we got to where we lived in, you know, separate rooms and I would just go out with my friends because I had been home all day with the kids. So I wanted to go out and live my life. Um, and then it just reached a point where I realized things were rocky and I suggested that we go to start going to church or, you know, work on it. But at that point, you know, he wasn't in the position to receive it. He wasn't in the position to step up as the man of the household. Um, so we just both gave up. Um, I decided that it wasn't what I wanted anymore. Um, I decided to get some attention elsewhere. Um, and so I just told him that it was time for him to move out and that we would be getting a divorce. And so that all happened in 2020. 
2020. 2020. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. Right? Or was it 21? 21. 21. 21. 2021. Um, I like the downfall, the downfall started like April 21. He moved out and. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how it started. That's the the paraphrase. Okay. So, so. So Donald, um, as far as your perspective on how everything went, um, her her asking you to go and get help, saying she was dissatisfied, tell tell us a little bit about what went through your mind during that time. So like in uh, in May of 2021, somewhere in there, like that's when she told me that she wanted a divorce. There was no details about it. It's just like, I'm unhappy. This is what I want. And so that was really the main catalyst that started me searching. Um, So of course I go and read marriage books. I think between May and August, I read like 11 books and the majority of the marriage counseling books that you come across are all Christian based. And so then it's like, well, you know, I at one time was going to church in this and that, and I was, so it was piquing my interest and it caused me to look deeper into those things. And so at that point, I just, somewhere around August, I, I started going to church, whether anybody else was going to go with me or not. Um, and that really just helped set my heart in line for everything else that was to follow from there. Okay. So that's, I mean, that's so cool. It's such a cool testimony. I mean, you be, you basically got to a point where you were like, and I, I think the key phrase that I hear you say that I think is the most important thing from just the perspective of what you guys walked through was that you, regardless of anyone coming with you, you were going to do this for you. Right. Yeah. You weren't doing this to put on a show to impress her. You were just like, look, this is the right way to be. And this is who I want to be. And I haven't been. And this is the next step, best step for me. Yeah. I definitely, at first he like the goal was like, I have to, I have to save my marriage because she's out the door already. Like she's mm-hmm. gone. And then it became more of a personal relationship with God. And he said, you know, whether or not she's here, like this is the most important thing right now. And I am going to chase God and I'm going to trust him to um, build me up as a, a man or you know, yeah. yeah it's same around that time frame, you know, August, September, a lot of things started coming up between us that, you know, information that I didn't have at the time. And there was a point where I had like a breakdown and she said, you know, I can only deal with my mental health. If you're going to be like the, if you're going to have these breakdowns, you need to go and find your own help. And that's where I started looking into different programs and stuff. And that's when I came across Mark about two weeks later. And so making that transition of, of trying to walk out my walk with God, and then also having a coach like Mark there with me, um, helped me approach it from different 
point of views and different avenues. So I was getting spiritual, but he was also helping me deal with like the emotional part, the things that I never really dealt with before in my life. And so then like what what? can you give us an example? I honestly, as a man, just didn't even think that I felt emotions, you know, and, and I think that a lot of men deal with that. We're, we're taught masculinity is like bottling everything up. And, and so I had to understand, okay, I'm, I'm getting triggered right now. Why am I getting triggered? And why am I responding that way? You know, and and that helps deal with relationships in in a way. Is because now I can understand, okay, there's a stimulus and why am I responding this way to it? And then, you know, doing the work, we realize that, you know, how we're, how we grow up has a lot to do with that. You know, the, the baggage that we bring into the marriage has a lot to do with that. And then just the, the habits that we learned in our marriage had to do with that too. And, and not, most of the ways that we dealt with any kind of conflict was not healthy, you know, because we didn't know what healthy looked like. You don't can you know. Guys, can you guys explain like what that looked like prior? Cause then like, it was funny. Cause even before we got on here, we were talking about them cleaning out, like doing a project around the house <laughs> and they were yeah. like, it would have been a disaster before. <laughs> but but um, what would you say, like, just going back to your old patterns, what, what would that look like for you guys? So I was super explosive. Um, I bottled everything up. And the only way I knew how to get attention or get what I wanted was to scream and yell and be loud, um, to cause chaos, to cry, to just be this like wreck of a person so I could get my way. Um, and his was to shut down. Like there was a point <laughs> when we were first married that I literally like barricaded him into a room because I was like, you're going to listen to me. We're fighting right now. And he was like, I don't want to fight with you. So he's trying to run away. I'm blocking the doorway. So he can't close the door, like just purely chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would shut down and wouldn't want to talk about it. And then, you know, the next day he would just be like, Hey, good morning. And I'm still fuming. It's just very unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted you to explain that because there's so many, so many people who have that exact same style. I mean, on one hand, I think much to what Donald just like talked about, what is like men are taught that like anger is the only acceptable emotion for the most mm-hmm. part for men to even feel or express. Um, and then for the most part, that's dangerous. So, you know, don't show that too often either. Right. So then how the hell do you deal with a wife? And then how do you process anything? I think that like men retreating and women, women like wanting to actually communicate to connect is a really common dynamic. So now um, moving, well, I don't want to get too far. I don't want to get too far ahead of us. Bobby, um, (laughs) you, uh, your journey with, from saying, Hey, I want a divorce. Cause you had, I mean, explain, like explain to listeners, like where you were at in your mind frame, as far as like, Hey, this is done. This is over. I'm moving on. You said you found attention elsewhere. Like where get, give us a little bit more in that and where you were. Yeah. I mean, I, I was mentally checked out period. I was drinking every single day. I was going out every single day. I had met somebody else. 
um, who I thought was going to give me everything that I wanted. I didn't want to take care of my kids anymore. I literally was just like, you go, you take the kids. Like I'm starting my life over because I'm not getting what I want. And, you know, pretty much throwing a tantrum as an adult. Um, so yeah, I just, I told him to go. I told him I was going to get a divorce and, um, I eventually got, um, filed on my own, um, in January of 22. Um, I got the papers done and, um, God just stepped in. I don't know how far you want me to go with this, but transitioning into like what happened or if you just went like just the mind that was the mindset I was in was I was just done just completely done I tried everything I was going to do he wasn't going to listen to me he wasn't going to fix it um so it was time for me to just move on and so then when was it that was like oh maybe we can make this work because I mean filing divorce papers you're pretty done right like you're you, yeah you've completely up at this point yeah what um, you go, oh we can make this work well the relationship that I had entered into was um very verbally abusive it was very chaotic um it was very very unhealthy and it mimicked my childhood relationship um with my own parents or what like the just the environment that I was raised in Um, so I thought it was right, but there was something always in the back of my head. We were talking about it today. I was like, I feel like God was always in my ear saying, no, this isn't isn't normal. And so I could, and that little voice was in the back, but my emotions were so comforted by the chaos. Um, so it was like just a constant battle. So I sat in my car the day that I went to go print out all the divorce papers and I just cried and screamed out to God. And I was like, please help me. Like, get me out of this. I cannot do this anymore. I'm exhausted. This isn't the life that I want for my kids. This isn't the life where I want for myself. I'm not safe. This isn't good. And I just begged him to help me. And little did I know he was praying the same prayers. My family was praying the same prayers. They were fasting for me and going like hard on the prayers at the same time I was and God just completely intervened in our lives. And, um, it's just really, really beautiful. But, um, so from that point I was like, okay, like anything's better than what I'm doing. So let me do it God's way. And so, um, I told him like, we can give it a shot, but I don't really want to be with you. <laughs> um, we weren't even going to move back in together, but, um, God just aligned it in a way that he had already had an apartment. We decided to sell our home. Um, and all of us move into the apartment together. Um, but I just, I didn't even want to do that. Like I went kicking and screaming. Cause I was like this this isn't what I want. I don't want to be in this abusive relationship. I also don't want my marriage. I don't want to go backwards. So what am I supposed to do? Yeah. So then, so then, Donald, I mean, how is that like hearing all of that? I mean, what made you say, yeah, you know, like I still want to work on this, even though she's reluctant to even accept you back. So that moment 
where she's talking about in January, where like God showed up into our lives. Like um, it was very traumatic for her. And there was mental health issues going on at the time. Um, so really I was just there for, of course, she's still my wife, but yeah. also mother of my kids. And I sure. wanted to make sure that she was okay. And that was one of the first conversations we had in that moment is like, even if me and you are not together, I need you to be good for my kids because we're still in this for the rest of their life. Like, so I need you to be a good mother. I need you to, to have a healthy mental health and healthy emotions. So let's get you help. I'm here for you. We weren't, we weren't choosing to be together at the, that point, but that's what ended up happening throughout that process. Okay. Yeah. And I, I do feel like him getting to that point was because he had taken the classes with Mark and he had found his way with God, because this is not the man that I met. And it almost offended me that he was so kind. Um, I was like, did you just hear me? Like, I've been in another relationship. I kicked you out. Like I'm a mess. And he's just loving me, um, unconditionally. And I was like, okay, maybe he, maybe he's different, but I still didn't trust it. You know, I didn't, I was like, this is, this is not the man I've been married to for the past 10 years. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. That <laughs> Had he not the steps yeah. before like this would not have been the outcome yeah yeah but I love that go ahead Donald I was gonna say at that point like and just trying to frame it for the people who are listening like at that point I was with Mark for like five or six months and so there was a lot of growth that had happened I'm helping coach through their group just giving guys pointers like, Hey, we've made it through this. It might look dark right now, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Like this is where you can get, this is where your mindset needs to be. And I was just going to show up being the man that I wanted to be in this situation. This is how I wanted to show up. I wanted to be the good example for my kids so they can see like, no matter what's kind of going on around you, like you can still be that person that you want to be. And in that moment, be the man that she needed me to be. Mm-hmm. You know, she needed a rock at the time. And I, I was going to be that person there for her to guide her through this process. You know, and if we didn't end up together, like I was already okay with that. I already understood that it's not, I can't fight her for her. You right. know, if he doesn't want to be here, what yeah. is me going to tell her about it going to help the situation? Yeah. So at least just be there the way that I want it to be. That's a solid, solid boundaries. I mean, you can only fight for people and what they want, right? For only so much. And then like, just exactly like you said, when you're, when you're fighting for something that they're not even willing to fight for, then you're, you're, both of you are losing at that point yeah. in time, right? So um, so then, okay, we move back, move back in and Bobby's still like, 
eh, I'm not sure about all this. Don't trust this completely. Still, this is not what I want. <laughs> yeah, and then, um, and then what happens next? Um, Donald had sent me a podcast that you did with Mark, and he was like, just listen to, he had, he sent me stuff every single day. I was like, please listen, please listen. And I was like, I am not listening to this. I, this no. And so he sent it and I was like, fine. And it, it was long. And I was like, fine. And so I sat down and I was like, whoa, this is like hitting key points of how I'm acting and how he's been acting. And this is wild. Like I'm intrigued now. It like sparked a little light bulb. And so, um, I had reached out to you and, um, we did our interview and we set up our one-on-one -on -one coaching and, you know, I feel like, I don't, or I just know, like all of the glory is to God, but I feel like God works through people like you and like Mark who are just lights to people and, you know, have all this knowledge and um, are so kind hearted. And I'm just so grateful for that. And then for the community that you provide, like he was talking about, he had all these men that he could talk to who are in the same position. You have all these women that I've, you know, gotten to know um, who have been in the same position and to just bounce off one another and reflect off one another and with the same core values is, you know, so incredible. That's so cool. Thank you. I mean, it's I that's why I'm so excited to do this interview because I'm just like oh like when I first and when we first met I really wasn't sure because truthfully um and and when I say I wasn't sure I mean like uh Donald you were in the spot of like where most of the women are in, in, in a lot of the spaces right where it's like the women are like hunting down the guys and trying to send them stuff and get them to listen to podcasts and it was reversed and so truthfully like this was one of the first times where it was like, okay, this guy's already done his work, which by the way, made my job a lot easier, Donald. So thank you. I appreciate <laughs> but, but no, it, no, but in all honesty, it's completely awesome because so many times when I take on a client, the men, the men are checked out. They're not doing their work. The woman's just trying to be kind of what you did, Donald, with Mark's group is like, Hey, I got to be good no matter what. And so when, um, when, I, when Bobby and I did start working together, it was insane how fast that progress moved because you were already so self-aware and you had already done so work, so much work. I could give her something. She could take it. It would be received. And it was like, oh, that's what that's like. Awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. That's great. I was thinking how I'm kind of in the statistically I am more like the man and he is more like the woman in this situation. Um, mm -hmm. just like, I wasn't really willing to do the work and I kind of just did it because I was like, I, you know, like, whatever, like I'll do it fine. And, um, <laughs> but also I'm, I'm going to give her a little credit here. Like she was at the point where she was looking for something more. Yeah. She was looking for, okay where is happiness at because yeah that was going to make me happy that didn't make me happy I thought this was going to make me happy that didn't make me happy and she was like where is happiness and I think that yeah. a lot of the um the reason things moved so fast in her growth is one she was like completely open to receiving all of that 
And then two, yes. like we were able to do homework together in a way, like, cause I had already done some of the things. So she's able to, and that's what helped with in, intimacy in, in the front end is like, we we're able to have some of those conversations because as she's learning these things, she's asking me some of the questions that you're asking her. And we're just able to actually have those deep conversations about us, like completely deep down on the inner being and mm -hmm. actually also understand each other on those levels too. It, it wasn't done in, in secret. N none of this stuff between you and her and, and between me and Mark were being done in secret. So. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's, and yes, I, I don't want to, I don't want to not give Bobby credit because <laughs> she did the work like, absolutely. Um, and you did, you did. I remember, I mean, when we first started working together, you were hesitant, but you were like, I'm going to do it. Cause I mean, I got to give it my all. I was so miserable. And I was like, there's got to be more. That's, that's what he's saying. Like there has to be, this cannot be what life is like. Uh -huh. Like I cannot be this miserable every day. And you know, it wasn't instant. Like I thought, and mm -hmm. I was healing from an abusive relationship while trying to step back into a marriage. And that is crazy. But because of forgiveness by my husband and his patience um, with it all, you know, we were able to get through it. And that would be my advice to anyone going through that too, is, you know, whether you're a wife who has a husband who's going through that, you know, if you want your marriage to, to work out, you're going to have to offer forgiveness and you're going to have to be patient through it and trust that God is going to get you through. Because there was a point where I literally was praying and I was like, all right, God, I'll, I'll give you three months. That's all I have in me. I'm going to negotiate with you. And if you, <laughs> you say you are, you're, this is going to work because nothing out like I have nothing in me to give. I was so broken. And, um, I mean, he sure did show up and made it work without, you know, it just is like truly a miracle the way that it all happened because I didn't have anything in me to give. And I looked at him and I was like, I'm not going on dates with you. We're not going to have intimate relationships. Like, I'm not going to talk to you. We're literally just living together. And, you know, like he said, I would have a meeting with you and then I'd go to him and like ask him questions. And then it like slowly trickled into a relationship again mm -hmm. and it yeah. wasn't easy there was still points at you know the three month mark where we're like what are we doing here six month mark nine month mark like we're only about a year i think from the point where she started talking to you yeah. Yeah. and so it's just there's still hiccups yeah it's there's still sure. things to work on sure. but i that really the base that we have is that we're into this together like we yeah. know this is forever now i don't think before that we felt that way that's huge i mean that's thank you for saying that because no i mean no marriage is ever perfect we're you're two imperfect people trying to do life together for the rest <laughs> of the life <laughs> like all it's it is bananas hard right so um, and there are easier times than others, but I think you like, that's such a good point in the sense of just because you guys, you did so much work and she did so much work and you guys have some healing. Now the foundational piece is you have this confidence that no matter what you guys face, you also now have the tools and resources to know you can overcome it. 
mm-hmm. um, and your relationships with God are so, um, so solid that, you know, it's not going to shake you guys. Would you say that's pretty accurate? Oh yeah. That's, I mean, he's the firm foundation in our lives and he, um, gave us both promises and, um, we trust that he will fulfill those promises because that's what the Bible tells us. So, um, I think having that full trust in him. So so we have that in the back of our head all the time. Like God promised us this marriage. He, um, cherishes this marriage. He brought this marriage together. So with that being in the back of our head all the time, if we have a fight, it's okay. It's not detrimental. It's not, you know, we're not going to get offended and drop everything because we know that this is forever. We, we trust that completely. And, um, even in times when it does get shaky, it's both of us individually turning to God and just surrendering and saying this, I'm giving this to you because I can't handle it in my flesh. So we need you to take care of it. And, you know, just, I think just having that makes everything so much easier. Yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. It's also Um, just, of if he brought us through that like what else can really be thrown at us that's gonna shake us yeah like that was in a marriage i feel like that's about as there's only like two more things that i can think of that would be a worse situation than what he pulled us through Mm -hmm. and so if we can make it through that we can make it through anything yeah no for sure i mean that's I mean, that's really the true beauty of actually going through the, all the crap and getting to the other side, right? It's like, because like you said, most, most people stop there and it's done and then it's just, we're moving on. But because you guys helped, like held through it and worked through it. And now you are to the other side. Now you're like, I mean, we can get through that. Like, heck we can, we can handle anything. Right. So that's just, I think for everyone listening, Uh, that is truly just the absolute beauty of getting through to the other side of it. Right. Yeah. Um, Donald question for you. Do you think you would have actually done like searched out those marriage books and help from Mark had she not left, like threatened to like divorce you? Was that, was that the catalyst? for you that Poppy says no. Okay. I I think needed something to snap me out of the everyday Mm -hmm. and I needed to see that it was real. Um, Because like we had said, we thought that the lives that we were living were normal. Like the, the people around us live those same marriages where you know, the guy gets home from work and he goes into his workshop and he stays out there for four hours until it's dinner time. He comes, he's dinner, takes a shower and goes to bed, you know, or the wife just, you know, does all her little errands and has her little book clubs and, and goes to these meetings and comes home and does the same thing. Like we thought that's what a healthy marriage looked like. Yeah. Isn't that sad? Just two unhappy people living in the same house like, yeah or that we were most important like individually we are important and that's all that matters like not coming together it's like if I'm not happy you're not going to be happy if you're not happy I'm not going to be happy so you know I I need to go shopping I need to go hang out with my friends I need to do this to make me happy mm-hmm. but really we're just pushing each other away yeah yeah 
So then you would say the divorce what threat was the thing that was like, oh shit. Well, and, get real. I think the thing about it was is that she meant it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a word that got thrown around. Right. I honestly think that in at the time we were married for 10 years, that was like the first time I'd ever heard it from her. Mm-hmm. And she had like sat me down and said, hey, I'm not happy. I want a divorce. And that was also after like two or three months of her acting weird. Like she wanted nothing to do with the house. I could have probably counted on two hands how many hours she had been home in that period of time that I was home. Mm. You know, she would go out all hours of the night, come home whenever she felt like it. And I'd already be in bed and she'd just go to bed. Like, so I knew that something was wrong. And that kind of like snapped me out of my slumber. Like I was just living this mediocre life every day, just going to work, coming home, going to sleep, going to work, coming home. And I was just living day in and day out. And I, I was okay with that. We were both okay. In that, in, in that moment until I, I got that wake up call and it just sparked something in me. Well, like, I think you said you're both okay with it, but you could, I mean, you clearly weren't, right? It was like, no. you thought you were, you were in your comfort zones yeah. of like, yeah. this is just what we know. So, but clearly you weren't. Cause like you said, like Bobby, you were, you were out doing your own thing and you were unhappy truthfully. And then you just got to that point where it was like, now nah, we're done. Um, I think that that's like, it's such a common thread right now that we see Uh, And I just actually did a live on this not too long, like this week, actually, about how I honestly wish women would ask for separations earlier, because women will usually leave a relationship emotionally before they leave it physically. And they come sit there and say, hey, I want a divorce. It's like, I'm already checked out, right? Sorry, Bobby, I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you saying? I was just saying, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was a hundred percent done. Like there was no buffer room. There was no, no, I was checked out. I was done. I was like, I found a new life. I'm going to go live that because it makes me happy. Um, you know, mm-hmm. well, I was out of there already. So do you think that there would have been anything else that she could have done to get you to wake up and search for that help that you received other than say, I'm out. We've had this conversation multiple times since like we're, yeah. we're to sift through and be like, what we could have we done? And mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I think it was like the timing of it, the way she approached it, because there's been times in arguments that those things get brought up, but coming from where I grew up, it was in an argument. I thought she was just trying to throw those daggers in the argument and that she didn't really mean them. And uh, yeah, I'd be like, well, I'm, I don't want to be married to you. And he's like, all right, go (laughs) like, because he knew that they were empty threats. But in the deep down inside, she meant them. Mm. Right. But it just, it took getting the confidence to just say she was done yeah. for her. I mean, 
I know now looking back, she was probably done about two years before that. It just took her being in the situation that she was in. She had this confidence that she hadn't had before. And she was just like, okay, I can verbalize this. Thing. Yeah, that's well. And I asked because obviously this is, this is such a common thing that men w will not go and seek help. Women will say, Hey, let's see a therapist. Let's, I'm not happy. I want this different. Let's do this, whatever. Right. And then there's fights and that's the trend that leads into, and the man is usually, no, we're good. We'll just figure it out. We're okay. I don't want to go to therapy or whatever the case is. And it is usually like that catalyst of her saying like, I'm out. And then he will go and get the help. And so that's kind of why I wanted to dig into that. Cause I'm like, for all the women listening here as to like how they could reach their men another way and get into, you know, how do you get your guy to wake up without being like, I'm peacing out, bro. Like, see you later, you know? Because it's too bad that it has to come to that point for them to actually go and get the help, right? And so I think that men need a catalyst of some type. Some mm -hmm. type. Um, because me and her have even seen it, like in the, the year that we've been together, like people know our story. So people who are in crisis kind of come to us and ask us questions. And there's so many girls that'll come to her because she's so open about kind of what she's been through. And there's just nothing right now with some of those husbands that will wake them up. Mm -hmm. They have to see that where their situation is. And I don't think many of them want to see that. And, and that's a big thing that I took from Mark was he does an onboarding and he wants to see where the men are at. If the men aren't even seeking the work or wanting to, or looking to do the work, yeah, he might even accept them into the group. Right. Because like this group, we're, we're going to put so much time and energy into you that you have to be willing to do the work day one yeah, in order to get this. And, and I, I respect them for it because there's been times where I've talked to men who aren't willing to do the work and you do put time and energy into them trying to tell them what they need to do. And it's just, they're spinning the wheels because they're, they'll only come to you when they need something yeah, and then they'll, they'll forget what, what your suggestions are. And then, you know, two weeks later when they need you again, they'll, they'll come back and they're like, well, well, what have you done in this, this two weeks? And it's, there's no growth happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's to your point, it has to be, it's a two, it's a two part. Like, I mean, women can, can threat all they threaten all they want. They can say, Hey, we're going to leave. And it still takes you to actually say, Hey, I, I got a wake up call and I have a second chance and I'm going to do something with it. Right. So it's just awesome that you're able to do that. I now, didn't even have a second chance at the time I was trying to create a second. Well, second chance at life, right? Not like just, I mean, not necessarily, I know you're trying to hear what you're saying, but you didn't just say, I'm done. Whoops, this didn't work out onto the next, right? Which I think a lot of people do. I mean, like, and Bobby, you alluded to that, right? Like, I'm just going to start over and this is a new life path for me. And so I think that's, that's really common too. And in the sense that you guys both were like, no there has to be more to life in general, just flat out. Right. 
and actually seek out the work and the resources to do that and actually take that action in your life is where you have found yourselves today, right? Yeah. Um, sorry, I was holding, I'm like holding on to a thought in my head, like as he was talking. So that's kind of taking over my mind right now. Um, what, what's the thought? Share it. <laughs> thinking about, you know, men not wanting to make the change because a lot of times we as the wives create that husband unknowingly when we, we take on all the responsibility in the household. We, we carry all of this burden of chores and children and, you know, running around, we do the groceries, we do the laundry, we clean and like that becomes the men's expectation of us and they get comfortable taking a back seat to everything. Um, you know, they become comfortable with just going to work and coming home and everything is done. And we think that that's our responsibility is to handle everything instead of creating our husband like a partner. Um, and so then they get set in that way. And then we wonder why, why isn't he wanting to take initiative? Because he's reliant that we're going to handle it. We're going right. to take care. And, um, you know, I think that maybe is where a big part of the spark came from is when I said, I'm, I'm out, I'm leaving. He's like, oh no, like you were supposed to hold all this together and now you're leaving. So now what do I have to do? How do I, how do I handle it on my own? If you're not going to be there? Yeah, no, I mean, you, well, you know how I feel about that. <laughs> That's exactly, that was a, well, I think, and when you and I started working together, the pattern with your communication was that it was like, there was no communication of what you needed or even asking for what you needed. Right. Unless yeah. it was, and then it was like resentment boiling over when you weren't fe like seen or anything like that. Right. And so that, wanna, sorry, no, no, <laughs> I didn't want my husband to help me. I didn't mm -hmm. because nobody taught me that you had to like build a marriage. It was just like, you are adults now. So you figure it out. It. Yeah. You know, and it should just happen. It should just be, it should just happen. <laughs> I was 20 years old when I met him. Like, what did I know about anything? Yeah. And so, yeah, I think just, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to ask my husband to do anything. So I just carried it all. And that was, and we were both the type that that bottled things up. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, she bottled things up until it got to a, a boiling point. And then she would explode trying to get attention and, tr and trying to get needs met. And I was just nothing. Like, she never heard anything that I had, to, any thoughts, any ideas, any feelings, because it was just like, I'm going to keep my head down. And I'm going to not stir the pot. I'm just going to, to keep this thing moving. Mm. And, and that was one thing that I really had to learn from Mark was you can actually communicate those things to people and you can be vulnerable with people and negative things not happen. And that I think helped when she learned how to, to communicate her needs effectively. And I just learned how to communicate to begin with. <laughs> and then we actually, that I feel like was one of our biggest hurdles was neither one of us knew what each other were even thinking mm -hmm. or feeling or 
we had to learn each other all over again. That's huge. I mean, that's, that's, that's such a good picture because I mean, and what Bobby, what you were saying too, I want to say as far as I, I want men to hear this podcast so bad because as wives, we want to know what's going on inside the men's head. We want input, right? But I, I think like you put such a good picture on because oftentimes as the women in this, we're like, he doesn't care. He's checked out. He's being manipulative or abusive. And yes, in some cases that is the case. Right. But like with you, you're just like, I just want to keep this going. I'm just trying to keep the peace, man. Like you did care. It was just like, I just don't know how any other way to even communicate my needs or thoughts or feelings. So the best thing I know to do is keep my head down and just keep moving. And I think that that's, I think that's eye opening to a lot of people listening because most of us just feel like, I mean, most of the women I'm speaking on behalf of them just feel like they're being abandoned and that they don't care. Bobby, would you agree? Like, that's kind of how you felt. Yeah. 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 I felt, that's, I use that a lot when we separate. I was like, I just feel alone. I want to mm-hmm. part someone there with me to go through the ups and downs of life and not realizing like he did care about me. He just didn't know how to express that. And I didn't know how to express that. So how is he going to learn if I can't even express what I was telling him that today, I was like, there was a point where you asked me like, what do you even want out of your marriage? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) What, what is it? Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, I want fireworks and passion and spark. And you're like, (laughs) what do you like? What is it that you're, that you're wanting? And I was like, I don't know. I just want to have fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well I think do you want to also Bobby you want to allude a little bit onto like because you and I had a conversation about in regards to just what love is right mm-hmm. and I think for you it was almost like we need to like redefine like what love truly was for you do you want to yeah. like, did you want to elaborate on that at all all that today too and I'm just like blown away at how far I've come with that thought processes um you know, I, I did think that love was chaos. I thought it was passionate and loud. And, you know, you fought because you loved that person so much that you were just going to fight with them. And we had the most boring marriage. Like he, we, he didn't talk. I didn't talk. We live separate lives. And I was like, no, like where, where are the explosions? Where's like the spot spontaneous, dates and all this stuff so um that's how I define love was like the butterflies in your stomach like a teenager you know I think mentally I was like an 18 year old trying to have a boyfriend not an adult trying to have a marriage um and it just you know you helped me define it differently when we were talking about what Donald's gone through and what he has stuck out for this marriage. Um, that love was unconditional and it was strong and it was steady and it was consistent. Um, and it took me a while to f- make that flip. Cause that's a huge flip from like chaotic yeah. to like mundane, almost like mm-hmm. we don't have a boring marriage, but it is normal day to day. You're going to be there for me. I'm going to be there for you. And like he said earlier, like, it's not gonna, nothing can shake it. 
because it's strong. Right. Right. No, I love, I love that. That was so, it was so uh, cool to watch you walk through that too. Um, as far as, because that's so many people and myself included in my own story and my relationship with my husband was, it's like, you just, you associate the comfort of the chaos as being like, that's it. That's, that's what I want. Right. And it's, it isn't that you have to have a boring marriage. It's okay to want more from your marriage and it's okay to continue to create together those those bonds and those experiences. But boring sometimes when you're coming from a chaotic home, when you're, when you haven't even, like you said, you're stuck in that 18, well, that 18 years old, it's like, that's what happens when you have that unhealed trauma. You're mm -hmm. just stuck in that kind of mindset and you're still kind of trying to find like that. Oh, okay. This is that, this is that thing. Right. And you don't, you can't step out of that until you truly do heal and realize, Oh, this is, this is just the unhealthy trauma coming back that I'm looking to be bonded with. And my marriage is actually really great. Um, and not that it was at the time, right? Like, but now that you guys had reunified and you guys were working together through healthy things and you were like reunified with God and everything now it was to be like, Oh yeah, it is actually, it's the safety. And it was almost, um, you were almost uncomfortable in the healthy, right? Yes. So today you guys, like you, like you said, you guys are thriving. You guys are doing great. Not perfect. Cause yeah, yeah we know nothing is, but <laughs> you have all of the greatness together. Um, what would you guys say to somebody who has totally given up on their marriage? What would be your piece of advice to them right now? Well, we, we kind of talked about this earlier today and it's no matter where you currently are, no matter how bad you think your situation is, you can make it out of there. But both of you have to be willing to do the work. Mm. And the work at points is going to be hard. And not only the work on the marriage, but the work on yourself too. Yeah. Because you have to be two healthy people coming together to have a healthy marriage. If there's baggage, if there's trauma still there, like, that needs to be dealt with and it needs to be dealt with in a healthy manner in order for you to be successful in this at all. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely um, individually realizing, you know, I pointed the finger at him so much, blaming him for everything, not realizing what I was bringing to the marriage, mm -hmm. uh, where I was messing up and I didn't want to be told that I was messing up because I want everything to be perfect all the time. So that was really hard. And I agree with him saying like, it is going to be really hard to do that. It's hard to face your demons. It's hard to face your traumas. Um, but it is possible if you really want it, because there is a better life. Once you heal from those things, um, it just is a lighter life. I feel lighter. I it's, easier to deal with the day-to-day -day things in our marriage because I've dealt with things that I had never dealt with before. And someone had also told me at one point, um, that I had a choice because about three months into it, I was like, ah, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I'm exhausted. I want to go back. I wanted to run back to the chaos. I didn't because the healing got hard and I wanted to run away. And she was like, you have a choice. God's going to be with you regardless. 
but you have to make a choice. So you're either all in or you're all out. You're not going to sit on the fence. Um, so I think that is really important to like make the decision and be comfortable being uncomfortable for a while. We're a year into it and it's, it's easier now, but the first three months, I would say they were the hardest. <laughs> That's so good though. That's so good. Um, Donald, what would you say, uh, or was there anything? And if there was, what was it about when she started to do her own personal work with me? Did you like, what was that? Like, oh, I'm seeing a different version of her or I'm noticing the, these changes. Well, just, it gave me hope. Like I saw that this was possible. Like where we are today was possible then because it's like, okay, she's, she's trying to change some of her, her thought processes. And really from day one, she was changing the way we fought. And we weren't fighting a lot then. It's just that she had an expectation and she was at, at least trying to communicate that expectation to me at that point. And I was receiving it and able to communicate back to her one way or the other, maybe why I didn't see that and, and try to, to come to a, a agreement yeah. between the two of us. And that was never there before. And so just those little steps, those glimmers of hope, it was like, okay, this is, this is possible. That's awesome. Bobby, same question. Because you went, you went back, you went back to him. I mean, after he had been like six months in a Mark's program. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I didn't trust it. Um, I thought people don't change. This is just an act because he doesn't want me to leave him. You know, he doesn't want to have to support me and two kids. I thought it was just like all this facade. Um, so when I started to learn how to communicate after meeting with you, um, and he was responding to that, every little step felt more genuine and I was able to trust him a little bit. I never like gave him all of my trust. Like it took a few months, but, um, I started to see that it was consistent and that it wasn't changing, um, and that he had actually changed. Super cool. I think I just have to say that I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. Trust is earned, right? And you guys had both like on different levels in different ways broken that for each other. So, I mean, I think it's a safe thing to do is coming back together when you are reuniting, when trust has been broken, you guys handled that in such a good way in the sense of it wasn't just like, oh, great. Like it, we're all, I mean, yes, you were all in, but you also we're all in with boundaries in the sense mm -hmm. of I need to see this consistency before we can really let those guards down in the sense of, yes, that trust can be restored, right? Yes, awesome. Well, you guys, I'm so freaking excited. Thank you so much for doing this and taking the time out. Um, I just cannot tell you how much I love your story and I am so incredibly honored to even be a part of your walk and your journey coming back together. Um, I know Mark feels the same way. He saw the post and was like totally FOMO. He's like, I want to be on. <laughs> so you'll probably hear from him next. But um, if if there is there anything else you guys want to leave the audience with um, 
before we head out. I just want to highlight that last remark that we we're talking about. Mark really drives home with us when the the changes are being made and she's starting to recognize it. He's like, you you got have to give them time, space, and consistency. You have to give them the top, the the consistency over time, the space to process it, and then just be consistent in how you're showing up. And that's where they'll see that there's actually changes occurring. Because if I do it for a week and then don't do it again for a month and a half, like she's not going to trust that. And so it has to be consistency over time that helps build that trust. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not just that expectation of like, look, I've made these changes and why aren't you giving me the energy and the acceptance right away that I yeah. want? Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, just want to give all the glory to God because it's, that's how we've gotten through everything, honestly, to have him of our relationship. Um, you know, without it, we're just fighting in our flesh and, he's just changed everything completely. Um, so that's definitely how we've made it through. Like I said, aside from the yes. people in our place there, um, that is the foundation of it all. So good. Oh, I'm chill. <laughs> so good. Thank you guys so much. I love you both. Um, and yes, uh, guys, of course, if you have any questions for them, feel free to post on the comments section below. Bobby is actively in the group. I'm sure she'll follow up. If not, I will too. And you can always DM me for more questions. And guys, thanks again so much for showing up. You guys just have an amazing rest of your week. And I look forward to hearing more from you. All right. Thanks for thank having you. Us. Yeah.